Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't say that the game in Charlotte doesn't matter just because annually it doesn't matter. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams I cover, right where you found this. The Steelers were back on the field, back on the south side yesterday, practicing and getting ready for the Friday preseason finale against the Panthers. And Anybody who's followed the Steelers for any period of time will know that that's the game that nobody plays in. And it's also the one that, if the coaches were all being honest with you, they'd tell you they already know who's going to make the team. They know they're 53. There might be, oh man, one player, one decision that gets influenced by the Carolina game? Mike Tomlin has cited them in the past. He can actually cite them off the top of his head. It's amazing that so-and-so did something in the Carolina game that we really thought that was something special, and they made the team off the Carolina game like, whoa, you know? Like, they thought it was a big deal that something in the Carolina game mattered. Well, something in the Carolina game will matter this Friday because I will be, like, blown away if we don't see the Steelers' projected starting offensive line out there for at least two or three series, I think that's pretty much a must. They need to spend time together. They need to find some semblance of cohesiveness, chemistry, heck, camaraderie, you know? I can't even imagine that these guys even know each other all that well. They talk about it. They say all the right things. This was Trey Turner yesterday after practice. That's a start. You know, uh, everything has a starting point. Uh, you want to just keep building. You know? um, I think that's the point, the point where we are now. And it's, uh, it's, it's been a process of training camp and uh, just keeping it going. Good for him and easy to say because he's the only veteran in the group. If you add up all the combined starts of everybody else on that offensive line, it barely fills both of your hands. You know, this is this is an extraordinary circumstance. Every single position on that line comes with some kind of significant question mark. Going left to right, Chuksakorafor has not been good. In preseason games, he was the one who had the false start on the opening drive of the game Saturday night against Detroit. 
he's been really inconsistent. Occasionally, yeah, he looks like he uses all that power and strength and and bully somebody downfield, and you go, yeah, Chooks is the answer. And then you'll see him just completely whiff on someone. The left guard is Kevin Dotson. We've been over him ad nauseum. There's no need to keep pounding that into the ground. He's performed well lately. That's what matters. But at the same time, it's not like he's come without a question mark. Kendrick Green, the center, has occasionally looked so good that he's bowled through guys and even gotten to the second level and finished his block. That's impressive. That's the kind of stuff that he was doing in college. That's what you want to see out of him. He doesn't have to be Marquise Pouncey, as Ben Roethlisberger himself keeps reminding the kid. But he does need to be able to do more than just snap the ball. And we don't know. We don't know. He's not a tall dude either. So, like, Marquise had all kinds of leverage on guys. This is a different dynamic. This is a different center. And we don't know. Heck, Turner himself, as long as I'm going left to right... Turner has been held back by injuries the past season and change, and injuries are legit and they explain a lot when they happen, but they also tend to recur with the same players for whatever reason. We don't know that he's going to hold up. We just don't. He's performed okay, though. He hasn't hasn't been spectacular, but I, I don't know that he needs to be. And then there's the right tackle, who might be the biggest question mark of all, and Zach Banner. Because even now, he's getting on the field for a series or two series, or in the case of practices, a drill or two drills, and then he's out. And then Dan Moore is coming in. Dan Moore's been great. Dan Moore's been backing up at both tackle positions, which is nice. You want that. But Dan Moore is a rookie. And Zach Banner is coming off a major knee surgery. And he's a really big dude. And that comes that comes with its own worries. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees Choose how you'd like to take those in, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work for you. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. One more time, it's pointpark.edu. I do see reasons that this group, collectively and individually, exudes the confidence that it does. They don't come across in any way as panicked. I happen to believe that stems from Adrian Clem. They're very intensive, very involved positional coach. I have heard nothing but the highest of praise for Coach Clem and what he's brought to this room already. And that's great, because he's got the job of all jobs among offensive line coaches in the NFL this year. There can't be another circumstance like this in the league with so many fresh faces. And at the same time, 
a highly skilled offense all around them. So it's not like it's being buried like in Jacksonville or Cincinnati or somewhere where you wouldn't even be paying attention to it. I shouldn't say Cincinnati because you'd be paying attention to it once somebody breaks through and hurts Joe Burrow again. But in Pittsburgh, where you have all these known parts, it's a high-profile thing. And these guys, the individual guys, know that. And it doesn't seem to bother them in any way. I asked Chooks, this was a week ago, if he was bugged by any of the you know, skepticism or cynicism about the offensive line. And he gave an answer that constituted of three giant, and he's a big man, shrugs. Like, he looked at me, he squinted a little bit, did one shrug, then he said something along the lines of, like, I don't know. And then he shrugged again, and then he went, I don't care. And then a third shrug. It was the hat trick of Chook's shrugs. I don't think he does care. I don't know that any of them do. And I think this is wonderful. I think this is great for them. It's great for the positional room. And you know what? The head coach says all the same things. I have seen and heard now this head coach express worry about certain positions or certain players. And other than his early criticism of Dotson, the offensive line hasn't been one of them. got to be a reason for that, man. There's got to be a reason for that. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's always brought to you on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG are super lawyers. That's a real thing. That's not my opinion. The super lawyer designation is reserved in Pennsylvania for the top 5% of all attorneys. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-842. 5454. Our question comes from Rick, who says, Lots of concern about the Steelers' offensive line, and with good reason, but I'm also worried about the defensive line. Players are proven, but older, and I don't see a lot of depth. Am I off base on this? One or even worse, two injuries, and it's big trouble. Well, yeah, it is. It is. Um, The thing is, though, Rick, you can say that about every position on every team. That's just the way the NFL is structured. One or two injuries at a position, and you're rolling guys out there that you have no interest in rolling out there. There are no teams that run 53 deep in starters. That said, I see what you're saying. I'm going to modify it a little bit here, and that's because the idea that Cam Hayward, Tyson Alulu, and Stefan Tuitt stay on the field all the time is something that gets shared in this direction a lot, but it actually isn't the case. They do rotate. They want to rotate. That was something that 
began really at Cam's behest a couple of years ago. He felt that everybody would stay fresher if they were out there for shorter spurts and go more max effort. But you got to have guys that you put out there that don't hurt you. And when they were doing it with Big Dan McCullers, it was hurting them. Now that they do have the stability, and actually, if we're being honest here, it's way more than stability. They've been excellent. There are some metrics that suggest that the Steelers have the best defensive line in football. If you categorize it as a defensive front and you count T.J. Watt and now Alex Highsmith, but last year Bud Dupree, these guys can get the job done, but you do want them to rotate. So you do want to see Carlos Davis, for example, take a step up which he has in this camp. I have not always been kind to Carlos Davis. He has gotten the job done. He's made some plays, uh, including plays that you wouldn't expect, plays that are kind of off the line. He's been hard in pursuit. He's been tough. He's been physical. He's gotten some penetration. This is what you need to see. This is what's been expected of him all along. Chris Wormley is a guy that normally I'd be thinking I would have mentioned first among this second string, except that I've really liked Davis's play, but Wormley is an NFL-capable guy at the risk of sounding like Tomlin here. Isaiah Bugs has also... He, he's been good. I, I don't want to overstate uh, any of these guys, including Davis. Th- these guys have been good so far. You can also throw in there Henry Mondo, who got significant snaps, if you'll recall, last season when Alualu went down. They didn't always go well for Henry, but you knew that he was a willing combatant, you know? And he most definitely is that. Now, how do I gauge what I've seen of them in camp? That's hard to do because, as I just went over in the first segment, they're going against an all-new, all-young offensive line. For all I know, they're taking advantage of these guys. A much better indicator has been the preseason games, but you don't see anywhere near as many snaps of that. We're just going to have to see. You do want, I'm going to repeat this for emphasis, players to be able to come onto the field in a steady rotation with the first-teamers. I'd like to think that's part of the reason that these guys, Hayward and Alualu at their age, and Tuit with his injury history, were able to get mostly through last season, other than the handful of games that Tyson missed. It helps. It makes a big, big difference. But to your original question, are they a concern? Are they a worry? Wow, no, not not at all compared to the O-line. There's a lot of certainty by comparison. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do this again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.